0: I have great respect for my readers in that they are working for the money to pay for this novel, and I'm going to give them their money's worth. Nicholas Sparks. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 78. I'm Caitlin, your host. Today we are doing another episode in the series of what makes famous authors successful. So um, I thought I would discuss what I think makes Nicholas Sparks, well, have a spark. So I've identified six reasons why I think his novels are captivating. I have really read a ton of Nicholas Sparks novels throughout the years. I first became a fan in middle school, and that's pretty much where I read most of his stories in middle school and high school. However, um, recently last year, I did read one of his books, and it's slipping my mind right now. I think it's called The Wish, and it is about this woman dying of cancer, and how she ends up finding her son and through flashback she tells the story of how he was conceived and she gave him up for adoption so it was definitely heart-wrenching um but i've also read dear john the lucky one the notebook of course and just several others i've also seen most of the movies um, i saw knights of- in rodanthe that's one that i saw the movie and never read the book so I feel like I have a grasp on what makes these books work. So number one, Nicholas Sparks has this grasp on small-town America. He knows what it means to be from a small town and how to convey that in the story, which is really authentic. The books are marketed at a wide variety of people who think the stories are relatable. People from the Midwest, small town values, small beach towns in the North Carolina, Christian values, close-knit people. This southern culture, he really encompasses it all. And although the books are predominantly set in the South, in small beach towns in North Carolina, such as New Bern, um, I think they also can be relatable to people from the Midwest. I'm from Pittsburgh. It's kind of a toss up if Pittsburgh is from the Midwest or not is in the Midwest or not. I feel like anyone from the Midwest hates whenever you say Pittsburgh is like part of the Midwest, but. We're closer to Cleveland than we are in New York City, so I don't know. I think Pittsburgh has a lot of Midwestern values where people are very friendly, people are like, oh, sorry, you know, whenever you don't really need to say sorry and you, like, someone else bumps into you and it's totally their fault. And Pittsburgh is also a smaller city, and especially in the suburbs, like where I grew up, it was a very small town feel. So although I'm not from the South, I totally get this like close-knit community that he is conveying in the stories and I think that a lot of people like to buy into that because they find it relatable. Number two, he knows how to write darn good PG sometimes even PG-13 romance and I think this is highly sought out because it's appropriate for a wide variety of people. It's appropriate for teenagers like even middle schoolers I think. Um, and me personally, as an adult, I don't even like books that are overly sexualized. I don't need to be in the bedroom with the characters. Like, I much prefer A Fade to Black, and Nicholas Sparks does this for the most part. Um, but it's just kind of beyond sex. He also makes romance seem very idyllic, yet he never feel yet he never fails to highlight the struggles of the characters. He does a good job of balancing the hardships of romance with the reward which I think makes most people actually see these romances that he's writing about as being pretty realistic and not necessarily something achievable for their own life but something to strive towards. So it's like that perfect blend of like escapism romance but with real reality romance that like you maybe could achieve yourself. Like we all love to see the battered and abused woman finding a guy that knows her worth that loves her so much that will do anything to protect her like we see that in safe haven we love to see the deeply troubled guy from the military with PTSD and a little bit of history fall in love with the beautiful blonde girl that is just the small town girl that's everyone's favorite we see that in dear john and you know we like to see a romance help someone grieve the loss of the of a loved one and you may lose something but you find something else and we see that in the last song so he really illustrates different types of romance all with the same core values and all kind of set up in the same way um but they have like these beautiful sentimental parts like you know beautiful scenes on the beach and riding around in a boat in the rain and also the tears the breakups the betrayal the loss he places an equal importance on both number three he touches on really tough topics like military spouses and being away from the people you love cancer losing the people you love and it's something that unfortunately people have to navigate with have to navigate in this world, and I think these books provide some sense of comfort and relief that you aren't alone. And I think he does a great job of setting up these tough topics where, in a way, you know, it doesn't get like too preachy, or I feel like he's not judging the characters for their choices, but he's just sort of presenting, you know, their choices and what happened to them and how they're suffering and how they're surviving this. And I think that sometimes it's really hard to take, like in The Wish. I mean, a lot of parts of that book were really sad, and I wasn't sure if I even wanted to read it. But I think that, you know, it's comforting if you've ever gone through something like that. And I really respect the fact that Nicholas Sparks puts these, like, deeper issues into romance. Number four, similar settings. All of these majestic little coastal North Carolina towns. Um, you know, there's always seemingly a player, um, someone from the military, um, even illness. So it, it kind of goes beyond the similar settings into similar themes and and imagery. And you really know what you're getting when you read Nicholas Sparks. I mean, there's like little twists on it. The Wish was actually not set entirely in the South. There were um, some settings in New York as well. Um, But overall, you, you really know what you're diving into with Nicholas Sparks, and I think that creates an audience over time, and people that like those books once are going to like them again and again. And I will point this out in most of the series on successful authors, that I think this is really how you build a fan base in today's day and age, is by writing very similar stories so that people keep coming back to you and wanting to read your stories which I feel like is appealing to some writers, but not all. Me, personally, I kind of like to do something different. I like to you know, write in different genres, and maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should kind of be more narrow-minded and stick to one genre. I think as a writer, too, that can really help you grow. Once you've executed one book in this genre, you kind of know how it works and how to set up the characters and the plot, and I think it gets easier to replicate that over time. But on the other hand, you could feel creatively unfulfilled. You could feel kind of burnt out and crave that diversity in your storytelling. And that's kind of where I think I am. I sort of crave that diversity. I crave the experimentation of of different voices in different plots. Although I feel like I do have similar themes that I always want to get across in my stories. One of them is is really independence and working for yourself and not really being bound to anything or anyone. Um, also, people that are very hardworking are very attractive to me. I often talk about workaholics and people who give their all that are generally intuitive. I think you know those kind of categories that I just mentioned, they're pretty broad, but also they are a repeating image that I kind of put into my stories. So, um, I don't know, but I do think that that's a way to build a fan base, is to kind of draw on the same imagery, the same settings, and just twist it up a little bit um, each time. Number five, the setting is very picturesque. It's very beautiful, and we like to read about these beautiful coastal places. They kind of take us back to summers and growing up, and this is a very freeing, childlike feeling, and... It's very whimsical, and I think that that's something else that's really attractive about his stories is the beauty he brings to his prose. Um, It's simple, but it's beautiful, which also brings me to point six, kind of building on point five. I think the pacing is really strong in these novels. I think it's great for commercial fiction. The prose isn't too eloquent, but it's not too dry. There's good character development. Not too many twists and turns, but generally the characters are fairly deep, And it takes a while to uncover them. So this is definitely, you know, appealing to many people. You can kind of read it in a weekend, a week or two. Um, You know, good pacing, like I said. It doesn't take too long to read his stories. And I think the characters are mostly what carries his novels. So that's what I think of Nicholas Sparks in a nutshell. I think at times I have been unfair to him on this podcast and calling some of his stories cheesy or or, you know, unrealistic. But I think overall, I I am a fan of his stories. I think he does a lot of things that I really like and really admire, especially um, presenting these romances in the way that he does, and also adding some more of those deeper, scarier moments of life into his stories. So um, that's basically what I think of Mr. Nicholas Sparks. Um, Let me know what you think. What's your favorite um, one of his novels? I would say for me, I really like The Lucky One. I also really like The Last Song even though The Last Song is devastating. I don't think I could ever read that story again. It's just so so heartbreaking Um, and of course I think The Notebook is definitely a classic. But anyway that wraps up this week's episode. Um, As always thanks for listening. Keep reading, keep writing, and keep querying and I will talk to you on our next road trip.